Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and today Dr. Amy Sparks is on the show to tell us about some updates to the QA dashboard for SART cores. Dr. Sparks is the Director, IVF and Andrology Laboratory Center for Advanced Reproductive Care at the University of Iowa Healthcare and the Joint Commission Representative for SART. Dr. Sparks, thanks for being on ASRM today. Well, thank you, Jeffrey. I really appreciate this opportunity. So what is new with the QA dashboard for SART cores? So the QA dashboard had a soft rollout last year, actually. And um, now that we're getting more data, we're just trying to work to promote it. The QA dashboard actually came out of the query engine that we had built for SART Core's users. SART Core's users spend a lot of time collecting the data, inputting it uh, to comply with federal laws that we you know, must report our cycles and outcomes. But we needed to develop some tools, or I felt we should develop tools that people could use to look at their data and hopefully improve their outcomes. So the QA dashboard came out of this as a tool for quality assurance that can be used by each center. So tell us too a little bit about how how long has SART Core has been up and running now? So SART Core's in its um, form, current form has been running since 2004. Some of the limitations when we used to want to look at our own data is that we would have to dump the entire data set out to a massive Excel spreadsheet. And there were many fields, and it just took a lot of work to untangle all of that data. The query engine, which was originally built for the research application in SART, is now available to everyone. So they can build their own queries, filter for selected fields of interest, and then pull specific data out that they want to investigate. The QA dashboard takes us a step further by adding a couple of fields so we can now calculate fertilization rate, blastocyst conversion rate, and if programs wish to, monitor performance of physicians and embryologists in their laboratory, in in their programs. This is not a cost. This is an additional benefit, and it's completely voluntary, but we're hoping that centers will start using the QA dashboard so we can establish benchmarks in the United States for KPIs, such as fertilization rate, oocyte atresia rate by ICSI, blastocyst conversion rate. So it sounds like, you know, again, the, the ultimate importance then of this update is that, you know, as new areas of data are discovered, we just want to continue to broaden the types of data that are brought in that ultimately helps or? Well, we really want to enable centers to have an equal playing field in the sense that they all can develop quality management programs based on this data. What happens is I'll go into centers and see people painstakingly re-entering quite a bit of this information into their own spreadsheets. And, And so having all of this double entry. By developing the QA dashboard, this is some a tool for them to use and exclusively for them to use. This is not publicly available data, but their data will contribute to national averages that we see reported out in things like Levy Jennings charts, where we can chart fertilization rate based on 
every 50 eggs that are injected or every 100 eggs that are injected. And like I said, you can also look at things such as fertilization rates, outcomes by transfers of, um, by, by physician or by embryologist. So it's really using a lot of the information that we already have been trying to look at, but giving everyone a tool and allowing them to use the data in SART cores and extracting it for their quality management program. Now, I know that that work has begun on an upcoming webinar that will be a deeper dive into this area and this topic. And I know right now we're projecting it in, in early 2023. Is there is there anything you can tell the audience about that upcoming webinar? Yeah, so it's really going to give everybody a tour of how to start participating and using the QA dashboard. Also give it, showing them how, some of the features of the query engine. I think a lot of people just aren't aware of all these tools that have been built for them. And like I said, this is free for SART members to use. You don't, there's no additional sign up. You do have to trigger a few things in your clinic profile to say, yes, I wish to use the QA dashboard, and it will enable you to start collecting those few additional fields for things like fertilization rate and blastocyst conversion rate. I think one of the other important comments is, is that the evolution of the QA dashboard has allowed us to start making some soft finalization or, or bookmarking cycles. And we can now say, okay, I've collected all the data up through the retrieval book that mark that for retrieval, transfer, or we've determined there's a clinical intrauterine pregnancy. We know the outcome of this cycle at this point, not the live birth, but at least an interim outcome. And so you can look at the data in real time. That's really important. In the past, you had to wait for the cycles to be finalized, meaning you had to wait for the live birth or to know that it did not result in a live birth. And that was really too much of a delay for what we need when we're looking, doing active quality monitoring. Well, we will make sure to post any information or updated information we have on that webinar in our show notes for listeners so they can click on the link, maybe even register for it. Let's hope. I'll keep my fingers crossed uh, that it's ready to go by then. My guest today has been Dr. Amy Sparks. We have been discussing updates to the QA dashboard for SART cores. Dr. Sparks, thank you so much for taking time out to be on the show. Thank you, Jeffrey. You can subscribe and rate the show on Apple, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasting needs done. Uh, If you have questions for us, as always, ASRM at ASRM.org. And until next time, I'm Dr. Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to ASRMToday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today Series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.